Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Thursday, September the 1st, 2022. Welcome to the month of September. There is Gamecocks football in September. Feels good to say that. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, we are here live on the Daily Crow. I'm Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up Show, taking your questions, your comments, your calls, 843 843- 790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. I see Braddock, Jason Derrick, Stephen Borwell Jr., Travis Allen, John Edward, Noah John, C. Youngblood, uh, Ranger Ryan 94, Connor Lee, Gad, Travi, Todd Smith. Also, all my big cot club folks, head over to the TDC Questions channel to be sure your questions are answered. Craig Phillips, happy 40th birthday, my friend. Happy 40th birthday. Congratulations. You made it to the big 4-0. Happy B-Day. Awesome stuff. Uh, guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. We just got off of J.C. Sherbert and Phil Mullinax's show inside the Gamecocks on the Big Spur, which is awesome because he will also join me and join us today at 1.15 to talk South Carolina football. And, of course, guys, it feels so good. We are actually talking about a game that will be happening on the field tonight. Love that. Love that. Let me, uh, by the way, I didn't do this before the show. Let me switch this real quick. You guys are actively seeing me switch the background here. Let's see. Where is it at? Where is? There we go. Okay. I want to get the TDC background up there. Look at that guy. Look at that. There we go. Who's that guy? Anyways, guys, we here live taking your questions, comments, calls. Phone lines are open, 843-790-3377. Really excited to chat with you all, guys. Um, man, we are just sitting now. What, we're, we're 40, no, excuse me, we're 55 and a half hours away from kickoff. 55 and a half hours away, just two days away until toe meets leather. I'll be recording tomorrow's podcast later today, dropping my prediction. Also, guys, okay, if you did not realize, did not know, I know last year at this time, we were doing daily podcasts. Now we're doing the three podcasts per week. So normally what I would do is we would have dropped a podcast for today, or, or we would have dropped a podcast today, and what it would have been was top storylines, key matchups, keys to the game, all that good stuff. And then tomorrow... We would have given the podcast would have been just strictly my prediction. Well, we are combining those two shows. That will be tomorrow's podcast. So you'll know everything about Georgia State. We'll do our full Georgia State preview show tomorrow. We will do top storylines, key matchups, keys to the game. And then finally, my lead pipe lock of the weekend. I will lock in my prediction for South Carolina, Georgia State. Just to give you guys an idea, I picked the Gamecocks to win 34 to 14 over the summer. And so, again, I don't know. I don't know if maybe I will, uh, you know, maybe I will, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have the same pick. You never know. You have to tune in the show tomorrow. I have no idea yet. I, I've got to sit down and, and decide what I want to go with. But, uh, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Kemper, my dude, says, looking forward to our kickoff event at Hall of Fame Sports Grill today at 5 o'clock. Ready for some football. Yes, all my upstate Gamecocks, all my Greenville Gamecocks especially. Be sure to head out to Hall of Fame Sports Grill today at 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. Head out there. Going to be a good time. Great fellowship. Great people. Also, I heard through a little birdie, there's a $500 bar tab for all Gamecock fans. What? What? 
$500 bar tab. Go get you some drinks, food, go hang out, go see Kemper. Uh, Going to be a really, really good time out there at Hall of Fame Sports Grill today at 5 o'clock. Uh, let's see. Yes, J.C. Sherbert, Connor Lee. J.C. Sherbert will join us at 1.15 today. I was just on his show inside the Gamecocks talking about Saturday's game. So, again, we'll have more of that commentary later today. Really excited. Uh, check out their show, guys. It airs daily 11 to 1. Um, airs 11 to 1 daily, and I join that show weekly. It kind of depends on what day, but I do join that show weekly around 11.30 most of the time. And I always put it out there on social media so you guys can see and watch and and uh, partake in that. But again, really excited to chat with you all, guys. Got a lot to get into, a lot to discuss. I see my guy, Will Korb. What's up, man? Um, uh, some people talking about we might have some rain. In- Here we go. Dave, what's up, man? How are you? I'm a little aggravated, but other than that, I'm all right. Um, Chris, I'm, little, I'm thinking 28 to 10. Um, because with them being a quality run team, uh, it's going to cut down on the number of possessions that we have. And in between, whether regardless of whether they're returning or not, that first time out there, you, you're still going to have nerves and adjusting from practice speed to game speed, not to mention when you were going against a, a defensive line that's smaller while they're fresh, they're going to be quicker than us. So I'm looking at um at a 28 to 10. And, 28 to 10, okay. Yep. Now I sent you a text message to let you know why I was so aggravated. But um, but hope you have a, a great rest of the show. And um, go game cops. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you so much for the call. Great stuff. So Dave's locked in 28 to 10. I can see where he's coming from in regards to, you know, because I think if you look at this game, and I'll talk about this again a lot more in the podcast that drops tomorrow, but of course we're talking Georgia State. If you look at this game from the Georgia State perspective, right? If you look at it from the Georgia State perspective, um, I, I think their number one goal and their obje- objective should be to establish the ground game because number one, that's what they do. But their best defense in this football game, I think is going to be their offense, right? South Carolina's got all these new shiny toys offensively, you know, the, the Wells and the and the Stogs of the world. Jaheim Bell's back. Van is back. All the running backs. Of course, Spencer Rattler leading the way. Um, realistically, right, <clears throat> and I don't think anybody would debate this, Georgia State does not have the athletes to keep up with us for four quarters. So what's their best bet to make this? Because I think the number one goal has got to be, hey, if you're Georgia State, let's make it a fourth quarter game, right? Let's be within striking distance going into the fourth quarter. Run the football burn the clock, keep the ball out of Spencer Rattler's hands. I think that is the way they will attack the football game. So I understand, Dave, where you are coming from. Um, I understand where you are coming from in regards to that 28-10 to score prediction. I'm seeing a lot of folks, though, talking about the rain. I just checked, guys. It's like a 48% chance. So, I mean, it may not. Scattered storms, I I, I mean, I, I would say that's far from – you know, it's definitely going to rain. Showers are incoming. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a pessimistic view type of guy when it comes to the weather or really anything in particular. So it may rain. It may not. Either way, we're going to play ball. Austin Greisman, do they ask you to tone down the language or anything in their show? You act like I dropped the F-bomb like every other word. Uh, no, Austin, they just let me be me. But, uh, dude, I, I feel like, dude, 98, 99%, I'd say, I'd venture to say, of our content is clean. Like, 
I'll say slap dick. I'll say damn. I'll say shit. I'll say ass. Like whatever. Every now and then. Rarely am I dropping the F-bomb. Rarely. Very, very rarely. So, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I do that on purpose. Honestly, like if you listen to the podcast, <clears throat> I never do it. I'm never dropping the F-bomb because, you know, I, I just realized that, you know, sometimes the emotion comes out. It's just raw, pure emotion, and it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I've realized that, hey, you know what? You're not going to lose any audience not cursing. You can lose some audience and alienate some audience by cursing. And I know there's kids that tune in all that, but, I mean, guys, it's 2022. The internet exists. Like, you know, there, there's, there's much worse things than me, me dropping a little curse word here and there. Either way, whatever. Uh, but no, they let me be me. They embrace me being me. Corey Gardner, yeah, guys, you drop your predictions. Hey, you want to drop your keys to the game, your key matchups? We're talking Georgia State here on this show. Um, Corey Gardner says 34 to 17. I like that. Jay Bible says 31 to 17. Jay Bible spurs up. What's going on? Yeah, John, there's a little bit of an overlap, but uh, yeah, but uh, JC Sherbert joining us today at 115. Very excited. Austin Griesman. I can always just check my fantasy football draft countdown to see exactly how long until the game kicks off. I roll. I've actually got a fantasy draft tonight at 7.30. I totally forgot about it until my buddy said something. So, thank goodness he texted me because I would have totally forgot. Um, also, Carolina calls tonight, guys. Shane Beamer, 6-7. to 6-7. to seven. Shane Beamer will speak on Carolina calls. Excited to hear what he has to say. Had a kickoff. Excited to get some, uh, you know, just really it's, it's, um, <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah, anyways, excited to excited to to hear who's going to be available, who's not. Sorry, I'm just I'm just reading uh just reading some of these replies on reading some of these replies on social media. Um John Edward, 8 p.m. Friday and Saturday fantasy drafts. I'll be keeping up with our game. Travis Lee says 45 to 13. Billy Thompson says, weird to me how the amount of viewers jumps up tremendously from a month ago because of game week. Fake fan. You know, Billy, I I won't say that. I I won't call anybody fake fans. I mean, listen, football just moves the needle, Billy, and we embrace that, and I love that. And and, and listen, I mean, listen, I, I can tell you, like, on the podcast side of things, from July to August, listenership jumped up 30%. Downloads jumped up 30%. I guarantee you it'll be at minimum another 30% jump this month. Football just moves the needle, man, right? People have lives going on. They've got families. They've got friends. They go on vacation. They do whatever. I totally get it. I totally get it. I'm not going to say, man, if you, you know, if you, don't, uh, if you don't listen to me every single day, you're not a real fan. I mean, I, I think it is a unique connection we have, though, with those, the Daily Crowers that tune in on a daily basis, even throughout the summer. And, I mean, dog, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all greatly. Um, I appreciate y'all greatly. But, um, you know, it's uh, – dude, I, I trust me. I want, I want everybody to tune in, right? Everybody to tune in. And those who want to tune in starting September the 1st or just starting game week, like, dude, you're cool with me, man. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> like, I wouldn't call them the casuals. I, I don't think they're casuals, right? It's okay. Not everybody's as, as crazy and diehard as I am, right? It, it, it's fine. But, uh, no, I, seriously, thank you so much, everybody tuning in. I mean, the numbers have been incredible this week, and, and uh, <clears throat> it's truly a blessing. It's truly a blessing. I know they'll, they'll continue to be great throughout the season. They will continue to be great throughout the season. And, uh, 
yeah, so looking forward to that. Uh, anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. So the Caleb Thomas Fishing, we have heard it's almost a sellout. Yes, we've heard it's almost a sellout. A uh, hundred tickets away is what the rumor is supposedly. Um, love to hear it, man. Listen, I, I, I was I was a little, I don't want to say skeptical, but I was trying to keep expectations realistic in regards to what the attendance would be. And so I thought, you know, 70,000, uh, but I certainly did not see a sellout. So that, that's incredible. I mean, and, and Connor Lee says what source? I mean, a, a Twitter account. So, I mean, uh, you know, Cox by 90 has said it too. So, you know, take it for what it's worth, but it does sound like we might be creeping up. I, I think if nothing else, whatever, sellout or not, it's going to be a great crowd Saturday night. It, it is. It's going to be a great crowd. Looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun hanging out with uh, 80,000 of our closest friends on Saturday night for sure. Cocky Twan. He says 42 to 6. Go Gamecocks. Craig Hanna. What's up, man? 56 to 10. Okay. All right. I mean, I listen, from your lips to God's ears, my friend, and it's so funny. Our guy James Reynolds, who picked the Gamecocks to go 10 and 2 or 11 and 1 this year, you know, I posted a clip saying that the stars are, you know, aligning everything is in place of a breakout season. He says, glad you're finally getting hyped up and seeing what could happen. Bro, I've been hyped up all preseason. I, I've literally been hyped up all preseason. I'm like the leader of the Beamer Rattler train, for God's sakes. But I'm not being unrealistic in saying 10 and 2 or 11 and 1. I'm hyped up to go 8 and 4, which would be a great season. Let's not lose sight of it. But I do it. I will echo what I said yesterday that everything is aligned for a big season for Carolina football. It is. It is. It, the stars are aligned for a big season. Craig, what's up, man? Appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, appreciate you tuning in. Lance says it's almost party time. Yeah, just to let you guys know, quick reminder. The TSUS tailgate, okay, happening at Seawells. I even posted a map for you guys. I posted a map. So if you don't know where we are, you can now see exactly where we are, okay? You can see where we are. Lance, did you happen to catch the show yesterday, by the way, Lance? I hope you're still in here. Because Lance, uh, John was asking me about Seawells and uh, what's your, what's your, you know, we've been doing position unit previews, right? And John was like, how would you grade the Seawells tailgate, right? And so I gave a most approved and best overall for the Seawells tailgate. And Lance, believe it or not, at Cocky Neck Gator, our best overall. Because ain't nobody out drinking Lance on a game day. That's a damn fact. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. That's a fact. We love it. We love it. But anyways, guys, we'll be at Seawells. Um, the spots have been updated. I thought it was 92 to 96. That is incorrect. The spots will be 96 to 99. 96 to 99, okay? I will actually be in spot 78, which is literally right behind that. But just come to spots 96 to 99. You'll see the flags flying. We'll be kind of all over the place. With that being said, <clears throat> I will have towels and koozies on sale. Towels and koozies on sale at the tailgate. So if you have not bought towels or koozies yet, and you're thinking, how am I going to get them before kickoff on Saturday? Well, if you're going to be there, I'm going to have them. These bad boys are sitting right here because I've been packaging them like a madman. They're right here. We're going to have these guys. Let's go. Yes. You can get your Beamer Ball towel at the tailgate. Yes. Yes. Very excited. Very exciting stuff. Um, 
Let's see. Anyways, definitely stop by Seawells, though, guys. We're going to be out there at noon and be out there all day long. Also, you might have seen just a guy who knows a guy over here. I dropped the uniform report for Georgia State. We will be rocking white helmets with a garnet face mask. Garnet tops and white bottoms. Pretty standard. Pretty standard stuff. Uh, Connor Lee, on sale for a dollar in honor of the first game. Uh, hell no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what, why you would think that. No, they will be $5. $5 for a towel. $5 for koozies. No, Chris, they still give out towels at games. I'm not forcing you to buy a towel, but I can tell you this. They don't give out towels that say Beamer Ball on them. Okay? So, I mean, listen, you don't, you don't have to give the, you don't have to buy one of these. But uh, this is a special thing because I know at every single game, they normally will give out some generic towel. And a lot of folks even complain <clears throat> they can't get towels, can't find towels, they're out of them, whatever. This is one you can use for every single game. Um, let's see. John, I got to be honest with you, my guy. I ain't changing the graphic until next week. So you're not, your spot 99 people can just get over it. Hate to say it, my guy. Hate to say it. Um, anyways, yeah, it, it, it's it's too late, my guy. It's just too late. It's too. We got forty eight hours to kick, my guy. Forty eight hours to kick, and you hit me with this. Jesus Christ! You you just can't please anybody these days. Nah, I got you. We'll we'll, we'll get it fixed. We'll get it fixed. Just another thing. Just just add it to my list of things I got to do, John. Just add it to my list of things I got to do. Spot 99, folks. What a, what a crew they are. What a crew. What a crew. Love them. Love them to death. Um, anyways, let's see. Justin says, I always save my towels. You, you even save the towels in the games we lose? Bro, those, those are hell no. Hell no. Get rid of them towels. Anyways, want to hear from you. 843-790-3377. Yes, I will be watching football tonight. Very excited to take in the backyard brawl between Pitt and West Virginia. I'm excited to watch Tennessee play Ball State. Missouri take on La Tech. Get a first look at those two opponents. Um, and so, yeah, those will be the main games that I have on my TV for sure. But excited to take in football, man. Football is officially, officially back, back, right? We got a little appetizer in week zero, right? We got, we got a little appetizer, got a little taste of it. Now it's back. Now it's truly back. This tonight starts for the next, what, five days we got football? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Five days straight. We've got college football on the tube. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. Um, John says, I have every towel from when I was a student. John, that's impressive. Holy sm Every towel? What do you have, like 40 towels sitting in your place? 40 towels? Jeez. Jeez. That's a lot. Here we go. Billy Thompson, TSUS, your more pivotal game, Arkansas or Kentucky? Or can I not talk about this the week during Georgia State? Billy, you can ask whatever question you want, whatever week you want, you want to ask it. What's a more pivotal game? This, is a, I, this has been like one of the biggest questions of the preseason, right? Like, hypothetically, you can only win one. Which one would you rather win? Or what's the bigger game? Or They're, they're, they're both big games for different reasons, right? And, and I'll tell you this, right? I've spent the entire preseason telling you all, Mizzou is the most important game of the season, right? It's the most important game. That's the one. 
after we beat Georgia State and we start 1-0. Next week, it's Arkansas is the most important game. Yeah. Let's jump to the phone line. Todd, what's up, man? How are you? Man, it's good to be good. And I'm so stoked about kickoff Saturday night. Can't wait. Unfortunately, I'm on the road this week in the semis. So I uh, won't make it to the first game, but I am going to the Arkansas-South Carolina game in Fayetteville since I live in Missouri. I uh, was really uh, excited yesterday when I uh, saw Christian Beal Smith's comment on YouTube on the, on his little seven minutes of fame. How are you guys going to do it? We're just going to kill them. <clears throat> oh, yeah, dude. I, I, loved, I, I loved it. it. I loved that. I loved that quote. We're going to kill him. We're just going to go out there and kill him. That's it. Yeah. We may not get to see him do another presser, but that one there was epic, and I loved it. Prediction tomorrow, 49-14, Gamecocks. Let's rock this thing out. Hope it is a sellout. Can't wait to meet you one day in person, Chris. But have a great day tomorrow, man. Go Gamecocks. Appreciate you, Todd. Thank you so much, my friend. Great stuff. Great stuff, as always, from our friend Todd Smith. Again, guys, phone lines are open. I'd love to hear from you. Hey, if you just want to call in and air out your, your excitement, your predictions, your, your, your key matchups, projections, whatever, uh, you are more than welcome to do so. Brian Mobley says, just Gabe! And then Justin Bryant with the cards. Let's go. Everybody's getting fired up. Everybody's getting fired up. Anyways, back to your question, though, Billy Thompson. Arkansas or Kentucky, which one's more pivotal? It's so hard to answer, right? I think Kentucky just because you play them on a yearly basis. You know what I mean? Just because you play them every single year. You know? I think it that that makes it because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you lose to Arkansas and beat Kentucky, all will be good. If you beat Arkansas and lose to Kentucky, dude, oh my God. How how can you stomach that? Like how, there, there's one thing, Gamecock fans, we cannot live with, and it's losing to Kentucky. Like we we can get over a lot, right? We can take a lot. Losing to Kentucky, mm, you're going to have a hard time convincing me. That's, that's you know, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Ken's has got my two beer ball towels in the mail last week. Ken's, love to hear it. Love to hear it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lance. I got 21 towels. Um, love that. Y'all are towel collectors. Keith's got La Tech in the upset tonight against Mizzou. Hey, I think plus 20 and a half is free money, Keith. But you got the upset. I love that. Uh, let's jump to the TDC Questions channel in the Big Cock Club Discord because Bedinger Bedinger says Kentucky's the more important game. Okay. Robbie, what's up, my friend? How are you? Dude, it is game day eve of game day eve. I am, like, on edge right now. Like a little child addicted to ice cream. You know what I mean? Like, I want more ice cream but I can't have no more right now. That's how ready I am for football season. <laughs> Dude, I'm pumped. I'm very pumped. I'm pumped for it all too, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped to, I'm pumped to what, you know, I, I, I'm actually staying with a good friend of mine uh, this weekend. I'll be in town tomorrow, staying through the weekend. Excited to wake up just Saturday, probably about, I don't know, seven, eight o'clock, make some coffee, Sit, oh, out, sit out, sit out, sit out on the porch. Night. 
mm-hmm. tomorrow evening I'm going to stay up as, as – tomorrow evening, Friday night, I'm going to stay up as late as as late as late I can keep my eyes open. That way I ain't got to wait so long to get up in the morning and go to Tola. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like I said, I'm excited to wake up, sip some coffee, <laughs> uh, and just know it's game day, watch college game day, get out of the tailgate, yeah. hang out with everybody. It, it, it's going to be a great day, man, something we love so dearly finally returns and – and yeah. I, I would just say this. I would say this as we sit here, you know, about 55 hours or so away from kickoff. Just just soak it all in, man. Enjoy the present moment because, as we all know, it, it goes by like like that. So, I mean, just really enjoy every second yeah. of it. Right. Right. And also a little side note, I looked up the score for the last time, for the last time we played Coastal, okay? The final score – Back in 2018, whenever we played Coastal, 49 to 15. So the two Coastal fans that called in yesterday, that's probably what's going to happen in the year 2025 because we play y'all in 2025. No disrespect to Coastal. For the conference y'all are in, y'all are great, okay? But the proof is in the pudding. Okay. You do not have the you don't you don't you just don't have the size to compete with the big boys, which is why I, along with probably several other people, including yourself, Chris, I don't know how you feel about this, but I I, I know how you feel about it. I said it one one time. The teams like Coastal and and App State need their own playoff because it is not it's honestly it's not fair that. Obviously, we don't. They don't have control over strength of schedule, right? They don't have because these schedules are done like ten years in advance, okay? Mm. So obviously, they don't have control over who they have on their schedule, right? And let's just be honest here: if 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 Coastal played Alabama, that, that game would be over before kickoff. If Coastal played Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Alabama would have a freaking heyday. They would probably break the record for most points scored in a college game. All right? It would not be pretty. But for the conference that Coastal is in, they are pretty darn good. Yeah, no. Listen, they're good in their conference, but the group of five certainly needs their own playoff. There's no doubt about that. They, they. I've been saying that forever. I, I know why they don't do it uh, because the money's too good, right? Competing for the Power Five stuff, but that they need their own play. Like, I think it'd be fun to watch a group of five. Are, playoff. Yeah, I do. That's, that's I do. Shit. Like, when are they going to learn that they're never going to get the chance to compete with the big boys? Because the because their strength of schedule is too weak. And the conference is too weak. Right. I'll say and this. I'll, I'll say this, by the way. If, if if you and Uncle Boudreaux don't stop, is it going to be you and Uncle Boudreaux Saturday? Or is it you and Marion Saturday? He's going to be dressed up. He's going to be dressed up to the nines. Okay, well, I was just going to say, if you, and, bu- if you yeah. and Uncle Boudreaux don't stop by Seawells, I'm disowning Uncle Boudreaux. So you can just tell him I said that. Okay, I'll, I'll be sure to tell him that. Yeah. I'll be sure to tell him that. Yep. Pressure's on. Because, because, um, because 
whenever I come to the state game, I'm not going to be able to come by because, of course, I'll have my, my, my cousin with me that lives in Columbia. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to definitely – I'm going to call him as soon as I get off of here and be like, hey, you need, we, if, if we don't go by the well, tailgate, Chris is disowning you. Okay, I'm just giving you a heads up. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah, and if you – and for all those tuned in, if you want to meet the Robbie Davis – Come out to see Wells. He will be AKA there. AKA Kirk Herbstreit, AKA the Jackson Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I'll be at the tailgate, baby. Partying and going crazy. Yunkel Boudreaux just commented. He says, yo, buddy, we're going to try to get out there just a little after lunch, make a day of it. Hey, Yunkel Boudreaux's in the YouTube chat. I love to see that. Attaboy, Yunkel. Attaboy. Attaboy. We got the whole family tuned hey, Dad, in. Dad, if you're listening... All right, if he, if we don't show up, he's gonna he's gonna disown you. Okay? Hey, and we'll be out there all day. You can come whenever you like, man. We're gonna be out there at noon. I know that's a little bit early for some folk, but hey, we'll be out there all day, man. Just getting after it, watching football. Hey, baby, throwing the ball hey, around, like whatever. I said, like I said, I will, I will, I will literally the second that I am in cola, I will. Please do, please. The do. very second. The very second that I get into cola, I'm going to message you, and then we're going to figure out the fastest and safest route to get the sea wells. But please, of course, we got to we got to find tickets first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So I think the plan is get there, find somebody selling two tickets, buy the tickets, and then find you. Sounds good. Yeah, just come on out. Just come on out, man. Like I said, we'll be out there all day long. I'll be posted up with my. <clears throat> with my merch uh i, yeah. I do want to i do want to make it clear to everybody it is it is byob byof so i i'm not i'm not providing you know What's alcohol B-Y-O-F? food bring your own food bring your own food uh, I, I don't have food or anything so i just wanted to make that I, i'm you know i'm not to that level yet where anybody i, I wish sea wells themselves was catering the tailgate but uh that's why yeah. I asked you to bring anything, and you said no. Nah, bro, you're fine. You're fine. I I am good. <laughs> I am taken care of. I'm saying for you, I don't have anything for you. I am Gucci. Oh, I am okay. Gucci. Okay. Then I'll, I'll, okay. Gotcha. Unless you think you can eat a towel or eat a koozie, I got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe with the right amount of motivation, I probably could eat a towel or a koozie. Hey, that's what you should do. Hey, that that hey, forget buzzing your head. What you should do is if we win 10 games, you'll eat a towel. <laughs> I mean, anybody, listen, yeah, Robbie, any that? anybody can buzz their head. I mean, anybody can do that. Yeah. yeah right? I mean, true. buzzing your head. Come on. <laughs> but eating a towel is like a whole nother level. It is. Maybe that we'll save that for like <laughs> if Carolina like wins the SEC or something. Uh, Oh, if we, if we ever win the SEC East and go back to Atlanta and win in Atlanta, oh, Lord. The absolute chaos that will ensue in COLA Indeed. will be epic. Will be absolutely epic. And Clemson fans will really start shaking in their cleats, okay? Clemson fans will start shaking in their cleats. Yes. Their football cleats, hypothetically. They'll be shaking. 
they'll be like, oh, crap, something's going on in Cola. Something's yeah. going on Darn in Cola. Right, something's going Darn right, something's going on in Cola. Beamer's winning a daggum a, a, a winner. He's building a culture. And daggummit, I can't wait till we play Kentucky because daggummit, Stoopsie going to feel that culture hit him right in the face. Yeah, our, 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 our culture is going to hit him right in the face. I, 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 got that, I got that game marked on my calendar, buddy, the Kentucky game. Mark it off. Yeah, buddy. But uh, I, I still stick. I'm still sticking with my prediction. By the way, forty-two to fourteen. Okay. I love it. Forty-two to fourteen. I'm still sticking with it because I, I, I truly do think we have the better athletes. I think we have the better athletes than Georgia State, and I don't think I don't think they, they can keep up for four quarters with us. I don't think they can. We got to get them off the field as 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 early and often as possible, so they can't run the ball on us. And whenever we have the ball, hang on to it. Don't try to score too soon, because I'm telling you, there's no way that defense. Or that offense can handle. I don't think there's no way they can handle dealing with four quarters. No. Yes, they. Yes, have they gone into Tennessee and beaten Tennessee? Yes. But guess what? I don't care. Do what you're supposed to do. Give give Georgia State their paycheck and then give them an ass whooping. That's it. That's all it came for. This is just a paycheck and an ass whooping. A paycheck and an ass whooping. That order. And that's all you get, and you'll like it. You'll like every second of it. You'll you'll take it and accept it, and you'll like it, and you'll go back to Georgia happy that we didn't give you a worser ass whooping. Worser, gosh darn it, a worser ass whooping. That's Orangeburg slang right there. Yeah, that's Orangeburg playing right there. Yes, sir. For those of you that don't know, but yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, that that's my prediction. And I and like I said, and like I said before, no disrespect to Sean Elliott, but I don't him. think he has the horses to keep up. No disrespect to him, but to hell with him. He he doesn't have the horses to keep up. And, again, like I said, the last time we – like I said a few minutes ago, the last time we played Coastal, the final score was 49-15. to 15. Okay? So, you Coastal fans, that's probably what's going to happen in the year 2025. Unless, of course, by some miracle, you'll have a great recruiting class. I mean, I'm sorry to say, but it's just – it's just I'm just being real here. All right. You can hate me if you want to. I don't care. I got haters. I don't care. You know what? The haters that hate me, that's fine. Go ahead. Hate me. Until you finally meet me in person. Yeah, go ahead and hate me. Go ahead. I don't care. They just hate you because they ain't you. Exactly. They hate me because I tell the truth. I speak the truth when it comes to South Carolina sports 
Gamecock football. I just I just tell the truth. All right. If you want to be mad at me, go ahead. Okay. You probably ain't the first person to hate me, and you ain't gonna be the last. So that's fine with me. All right, buddy. I'm gonna get off of here. Have a great rest of your uh, Thursday, and I will see you Saturday. Go Gamecocks. To heck with Clemson and go Ramblin' Wreck at Georgia Tech, baby. Yeah. And a hell of an engineer. Robbie Davis, appreciate you, my friend. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie. Love it. Love it. Um, Worser, indeed. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. There was a question I wanted to get to. Oh, Travis Lee says, five points will burn. Five points really isn't like that anymore, man. I, I don't know. Like, like I, I know that's the typical. Like, it's it's not. I don't know. It's, it's... James Kendall, 40,000 feet over Wyoming. James, you're always. James Kendall's always on the move. Call from. Feels good to be Will good. from Dirty Myrtle. Here we go. Will from Dirty Myrtle. What's up, man? Just soaking it in, bro. What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Just hanging out. Uh, same as you, soaking it in, counting down the seconds. E- excited to uh, later this afternoon do the first, what do you want to call it, game preview show podcast, if you will, of the of the 2022 season. Again, there's things that happen that take place that let you know that football is back. And so that is, is one of those for me in particular. And uh, Man, just just excited to watch football tonight, and I, I, I tell you, I, I'm not one of those that likes to be over dramatic in the sense of, you know I, I feel like like all the time we, we overuse the phrases like this is the greatest of all time, this is the best ever, this is you know what I'm saying like we just throw those things around, we throw the word legend around and the best ever. But so when I talk about how excited I am for football season, I'm always excited. I, I really am. I'm always excited. I'm always pumped. This is as excited as I've been. Not even what's crazy is like, not even just for Carolina football, you know, like I'm excited for just all of it, man. Like I'm excited to like, dude, I've never watched so much week zero football in my life as I did over this past weekend. (laughs) I really, truly like I, I, we intently, me and my boys, we intently watched that Northwestern Nebraska game, right? So I'm pumped man, to watch the ball tonight. I'm pumped to be in Columbia tomorrow, obviously Saturday. I just – I'm so excited to get this thing rolling, and I guess – you know, I guess it just speaks to what Beamer's doing, and it speaks to what, you know, the, the, the level of excitement when you've got a team that you have real hope and optimism about on the field. Just does wonders for you, man. Does wonders for you. Does wonders for your fan base. So, I'm uh, I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked. I'm super happy. Uh, so, are y'all going to have at the tailgate, because I'm, I'm going to bring my own stuff, set my stuff up, eat stuff. Uh, are yeah. y'all going to have TVs out there to watch games on? I, so, the people around us – around. Yes, the people around us have always yeah. had TVs, so there will be TVs fired up. Yes, yes. Okay. Because yeah. that's the only thing I ain't really going to have. Right. I wanted to catch some of the games. But, yeah, uh, no, because I'm, I'm yeah, watching man. football too, so I, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so you, where y'all were last year at your tailgate, is mm-hmm. it close to – I know it's in Seawell still, but is it, is it close to that area still or is it like on another side? You know? So it's it's the same exact spot as we were last year. Same exact spot. Okay, sweet. Yeah. All right. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, li- little, yeah right, literally cool, that buddy. same uh, exact – so like if you're – I'll tell you this too. Like I mean, I, I can go even in depth. Like if you're looking at the Seawell's building from the road, 
We are on the left side of Seawells. Left side of the yep. paved parking lot. Because Seawells also, I think, has like a grass lot. It's not where we are. You're looking at the building that says Seawells on it. If you were looking at the yep. building from the fairgrounds on the left side, that's where we are. And again, you'll see the flags flying, bro. You, you, you literally can't miss yeah, it. Yeah, you got that big, big cock flag flying. Yeah, I got I the, the TSUS uh, and the big cock club flags, and I got a 20-foot flagpole. So I, I, if you miss it, I don't yep. know what to tell you. I don't know. Yeah, so do you know, are there going to be spots available that day to get into Seawell? Or is it all got to, you got to call I, ahead? I, I, I know I, normally they're charging, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, they definitely charge. I, I want to say yes. I want to say yes. I don't think all, yeah, I, I don't I don't think all of the spots in Seawells are taken up. I can tell you, right. I was sent the, the layout of the parking lot. All the spots on our side are taken up. I mean, you know, Seawells does good right. business, right? A lot of people buy parking spots. So, yeah. um, those are – but, like, I think there are spots in Seawells. Yes, yes. I got you. I got yeah. you, man. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, just uh, got the Beaver Ball towels in the mail yesterday. Excited about that. Good quality. A lot, a lot better looking than the ones in the stadium. The ones in the stadium are a little thinner, not as well made, I don't think. Screen print's a little thicker on yours. But uh, I'm glad to hear that. hopefully that Beaver Ball had a land today. Uh, I think it's in the mail. It should be coming today. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, been texting back and forth with Robbie. Excited to meet him. Excited to, to get out there and see you again and and party with y'all, man. And it, it should be a good one, man. Hopefully, hopefully it is a good one. And I'm gonna throw my prediction out there. I'm gonna go 35-10 South Carolina, which I think would that's, be a, that's would be I a great man. score. I think that'd be a a great score. Man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy. happy with that. Yeah, All right, buddy. I'll hop off, man. I'll see you Saturday. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, Will. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. See you soon. Awesome. Great stuff. I'm actually just checking. I, I, Will jumped off the uh, the line before I could get him. His hat is on the way. I, I wouldn't trust, by the way, Will, if you're, if you're hearing this, I would not trust what UPS says because what it says is your estimated delivery is Monday, 7 p.m. A lot of these orders for – I don't know why UPS is doing this, but a lot of these orders that I've checked on, they've been overshooting the delivery date, and they've been arriving like three days before that. So, fingers crossed you get it by tomorrow. Fingers crossed you get it by tomorrow. It's in. It's it's on the way, so I feel like you should be good. I, I want to say that you should be good. Um, I mean, dude, yeah, it was – let's see. Yeah, Okay. So it was, it, yeah, it was delivered in Conway at 12.35 a.m. literally last night, like this morning, whatever. So, dude, yeah, you should definitely be, you might get it today. Heck, I don't know. You might literally get it today. So just keep checking, my guy. I feel very confident you should have it by tomorrow. Tyler Knoll said, great stuff on JC's podcast this morning. Thank you for tuning in, Tyler. He says, beating Arkansas isn't an upset in my opinion. I feel like we got the better offense without a doubt, second best quarterback in the entire SEC. I'm so glad Alex said what he said about winning the SEC East this year because it's absolutely not unrealistic for the first time since 2014. I have high hopes and expectations for this football team. I feel like this team is going to make a lot of people eat crow. Well, Tyler, listen, it, it, it feels good to be excited. I, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm i not picking the Gamecocks to win the East. I'm not, I'm not going out that far. I loved what Alex picked. Um, I thought it was incredible, but, you know, I thought it, it surprised the heck out of me because Alex is a very realistic, you know, he's very realistic with his takes and his picks. But listen, it, it, just the fact that we have that level, level of excitement 
I'm not going to complain about that, man. That's 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 awesome. I love that. Um, Brandon Wagner, my Beamer Ball shirt got here today. Let's go. I love that. Love that. By the way, guys, um, selfish request for you all. If you get merchandise, right, it gets delivered, whatever. If you if you don't mind, if you want to do this, you don't have to do it, share it on social media and tag us because I'd love to reshare it. it. It's great for the business. It's great for the brand. It's great for the merchandise. Share it on social media, tag us, and, and I will reshare the heck out of it. And again, it just it just it brings more attention to the merchandise. It helps us sell more merchandise. Uh helps boost up the business across the board. Guys, we're gonna jump into a quick break, but I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Here on this Thursday, September the 1st, the first day of September. Folks, it's here. Football is back. Babes and Waves says, we want Becca. What do y'all want? What do y'all What do y'all think? Y'all want Rebecca? Y'all want Rebecca to call in? What y'all think? Getting a lot of Rebecca requests. Getting a lot of Rebecca requests. The return of Rebecca. Getting a lot of Rebecca requests. Uh, MT Gamecocks texts him. Says, what do you think about Georgia State staffer talking shit on the message board? Hold on. The staffer? Was that a staffer? Was that a staffer that did it? I didn't know that. It's interesting. I, I, bro, they're trying to fire their guys up. Listen, all, all, all that talk, <clears throat> all that talk, right? It don't, it don't mean, it don't mean anything. Once that ball snap, dude, it all, all that talk. It's just about football. I mean, execution. Um, <clears throat> got a text here. So glad football's actually back. I hope we hang fifty on the Panthers this weekend. Great show. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, <clears throat> hmm. Becca, do we do we get Becca on the line? I don't even remember, honestly, bro. Like I don't even remember Rebecca's number. To... <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> Let's see. Um. Let's see. <laughs> it is wild to me. <clears throat> Austin Greer says, it feels like everybody's picking our game as the upset for the weekend. Do you feel like that? I, I haven't seen that a lot, Austin. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm not looking at the the right people or God, maybe maybe I am looking at the right people, actually. Maybe I am looking at the right people. Let's see. Some of y'all want Rebecca to call in and some of y'all don't. What 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 what's the what is the what's the consensus? We need an update on Martin. He says, shut up, John. Shut up, John. I don't even know how to find the number anymore. I don't know. Anyways, Connor Lee, wait, what happened with the staff thing? I, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody said that apparently a Georgia State staffer was on their message boards talking crap or something like that. I, dude, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. 
Luke RJ. He says, what's the most points realistic in offense that we can score if we have a great game? Well, I think Luke RJ, there's there's more than that that factors into it. I, I think that, you know, defensively as well. You know, I, I think what's so intriguing about this one, if we can get ahead early and force Georgia State, you know, into some obvious passing situations into where, you know, they have to throw the football to get back into the game because they're going to want to ground and pound, right? No secret. They're going to want to ground and pound, and they should when you got two backs like they do. But if you can get them in a situation where they got to beat you to the air, I think that's where you could start to see some of those big plays happen. Obviously, we talked about the secondary on the podcast yesterday. You know about all the talented guys you got in the back half of the defense. I think that's where we could start to see some of those big plays on defense and some of those turnovers. And then that's where you start to capitalize on turnovers and and the score starts to get lopsided, right? Starts to get lopsided. So that um, you know that, that that that's where that starts to happen. And so I, I think. If I- you know, you, you could pull away. Uncle Boudreaux, what's up, man? How are you? Man, I just confirmed my parking spot. I'll be at 109. The guy said it would be too awful far from y'all. Very good. Okay. So you, you're in you're in Wells with us. I love that. Love that. And you, hey, you know what? And you, and you know what? You're making me look really good because you're driving – or uh, he, he, you know – he, he is seeing the business being drove to him because of our tailgate. I love that. It's a win-win for us all. <laughs> yeah, I made sure and, and told him, uh, you know, that, that you, you were why I was wanting to come there. So, yeah, anything I, I appreciate that. I hey, appreciate y'all have that. a drill or anything? Y'all uh, have a drill or anything? I, I will not. I mean, like like I was just telling Robbie, like we're we're not going to have any food for the masses or anything of that nature. Um, that's That's – I'm I'm not at that point yet where I'm like catering for people. I'm just going to be operating from the tailgate, um, selling merch. I mean, again, I've got friends around me to have their own food and their own setup, but I personally will not have like stuff for the masses if that makes sense. So I apologize for no, that. But, I wasn't uh, expecting. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't expecting you to feed me, Chris. I just thought I'd bring something to throw on your grill if you had one. Um, well, I mean, I you know I so. I. I don't want to speak for them, but I, you know, I feel like if you were to bring some, if you just, if you want to just throw it in the cooler just in case, I've got a good feeling we could probably find a grill somewhere to throw the meat on. I I, I got a feeling. Again, I don't want to speak for them, but uh, I, I don't think that would be much of an issue. So, you know. I was thinking the same thing. And uh, so, uh, yeah, man, I'll be there. And, uh, and we're going to make a day up. We'll be there right after you. We'll- Right on the heels, I'm pretty sure. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, like I said, I'll be out there at noon, and and uh, yeah, come on out whenever, man. We'll be out there all day. So yeah, man, I, I'll have a little bit of my merch out there too. Hey, yeah. there you go. There you go. Why not? We're flinging merch all over the place. Right. Yeah, man. I, I, hey, listen, I actually turned down two shows to be at the, the, the season opener, and I tell hey. you, I, I haven't been that enthused the last few years, Chris. I, to my shame, I'll admit. Uh, the last two years when somebody called me for a show on a Saturday night, I didn't even look at the schedule. I, I just what, didn't have that enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, granted, comedy shows are on Saturday night, so I may end up missing a game or two, you know. But, but that season opener, I, I had turned two folks down. I said, no, I got about 75,000 of my best friends I'm going to go hang out with that night and uh, watch the Gamecocks do their thing. So uh, I'm pretty excited. I, again, it's been a while since I've been excited about football period and uh so well i love that man. Kind of I, lit a fire under me yeah i love that man I'm, I'm looking forward to it gonna be a lot of fun um 
yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, man. So, yeah. all right, well we'll uh, we'll see you out there. I'll I'll be there with bells on. Well, I ain't got no bells on. I ain't gonna lie about it, but I'll be there. How about that? Hey, that's good enough for me, man. Can't wait to see you and Robbie out there. All right, man. Go Gamecocks. We'll see you Saturday. Yes, sir. Uncle Boudreaux calling in. Appreciate you. Hey, we just missed a call from somebody in Chester. Feel free to call in. Uh, We got a text here. Hey, Chris, this is Shane Nelson, the Coastal fan. I'd like to give my score prediction. Georgia State 41. Gamecocks 13. Hashtag Teal Nation. Shane Nelson, I got one thing to say to you and all of Coastal Carolina Nation. Pipe down, slap dick. That's it. That's all I've got for you. Coastal slap dick Carolina chiming in when they're not welcomed. A tale quite literally as old as time. Hmm. Anyways, guys, 843-790-337. That's 843-790-337. Seven. Um, okay, we're going to do it. Rebecca, phone line's open. Come on. Let's hear it. Come on. Phone line's open. You can call in. You can call in. You're more than welcome. Call in. It's game week. You know what? I am a man of my word. I said that when we got to football season. Call from Brian Mobley. Tricked you, didn't I? To accept, press. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Chris? You're just hanging out. Up here in Raleigh, man, working today. Just rode by Carter family, getting getting excited for the season. Uh, now they their season openers at ECU, right or no? Yeah, they play at ECU. Ooh, Saturday, tricky, so they, tricky, tricky game, tricky yeah. game. We know what that's like, huh? <laughs> we, we do know indeed. Uh, um, the reason I was calling was, uh, I think the quote that was on the show yesterday was it Wales. Um, about we're going to kill him. Antoine Wells, yeah, we're we just, we just going to kill him. We're just going to kill him. You think Beamer maybe sat down and talked with him? Because um, that's like kind of quote-unquote bulletin board material for them. I mean, dude, Satterfield literally said in his media availability yesterday that Antoine Wells stopped him in the hallway and said, Coach, I think I messed up in the, in the presser. I think I said something I shouldn't have. So, yeah, l- listen, I'm, I'm sure they – I'm sure they talked to him. I'm sure they did. Just like, hey, man, there ain't no need to give the opponent anything anything else. You know what I mean? Like, no. But I, I tell you, man, I loved Wells' comments. Like, like I, I just, dude, I'm, I feel like bulletin board material, it is so, like, overhyped and it's overplayed. Like, oh, oh, because he said that, well, now Georgia State's going to be really fired up to play. Like, really? I mean, if you need bulletin board material to want to go out and beat the shit out of your opponent, you ain't you ain't really like that anyways. You ain't you ain't really built like that anyways. You know what I mean? So like, dude, I love it, man. I I love hearing guys with confidence and some swag and some personality. Now you got to go back it up. You got to go play. But I mean, dude, in, in this world of like, listen, I just had Corey Peoples on the show yesterday. Great guy. I appreciate him taking the time. Obviously, he's on Georgia State staff. I really appreciate it. But you know, a lot of it was coach speak. And I've talked about before, right? NIL's a thing, and people want to hear their favorite players on our podcast, and I'd love to get them on. But for the rates they're asking for, for their services, right, to talk on the show, just to know they're going to give me some pre-canned coach speak, 
well, we just we've been working hard all preseason. We're gonna go out there and just give it our best effort and good Lord willing and go win some games. It's like, bro, give me something. So like I I, I love maybe it's just selfish because I'm a content creator and and you know it made for a great graphic and it blew up. But like I, I like having some swag. I like having some, you know, some 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 confidence about you. And I, I'm not saying again, write a check that your team can't cash. But, I mean, dude, let them live. It's a game, dude. It's literally a game. I mean, and here's the thing. They're going to be out there on the field talking trash to each other all night. You think Cam Smith don't talk trash? You think Juice ain't going to talk? Josh Vant? They'll all, they're all going to talk. It's trash talk is a part of sports. So, I mean, you know, I, I love it. I, I think it – and I think as fans, we're so conditioned to be like, oh, you know, the chicken curse. Let's not jinx anything. Oh, my God. Like – Bro, it's a game, bro. Let them just go play. Let them talk. Let them chirp. Again, back it up. But I got no problem with guys having confidence going into kickoff. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to finish up with some trash talking myself. To those Coastal Carolina fans, you are literally a satellite school. You wouldn't be nothing without South. You wouldn't even be a school without South Carolina. So just stay down there in Conway and Go on down to the beach and do whatever y'all do and just leave us alone because y'all don't want this problem. They don't want these problems. That's a fact. That's a fact. They don't. Well said, my friend. I appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Take care, man. Great stuff. Rebecca, come on. Call in. Your, your phone, yeah, you, you, you unblock. We, we, everybody wants to hear from you. Even Luke RJ said he's dying to hear from you. Come on. John, John wants to hear from you. They all want to hear from you. Call from Penis. To accept, press one to send voicemail. Oh, he, he, dude, he couldn't, he couldn't even stay on the line. I was gonna let him speak. He couldn't even stay on the line. Boo, boo, slap dick, slap dick. Come on, bro. If you're gonna call in and leave some stew, this is this is penis, like. Bro, just stay on the line and talk a little trash. Like, come on, dude. Come on, bro. That's weak. That's so weak. Even Clemson's trolls suck. Come on, man. Y'all suck. Y'all suck. Uh, Let's see. Anyways, guys, we're going to get uh, J.C. Sherbert on here in about 10 minutes. So, Get your questions in. We're going to jump into a break at 110. And then uh, after the break, J.C. Sherbert will join us and the phone lines will be closed. So, uh, And that'll probably be for the rest of the show. So, Rebecca, if you're going to call in, you need to do it now. Like, literally right now. Okay? Gene here. L-M-A-O. Go Cops. Nah, you're, you're a coastal slapdick. It's fine. You got to live with that, though. Like, you've already made your claim. Uh it's tough, man. Just that, 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 man, you are down bad, my friend. Down unequivocally bad. Life sucks. I hear you. Life sucks. Life sucks. Uh, Becky, it's now or never. It's now or never, Rebecca. If you want to call in, phone lines are open. Your phone is, uh, you, you, you've been taken off the block list. Brendan M wants you to call in. Craig Phillips wants you to call in. Uh, John Rice, you know, Luke RJ wants you to call in. Cody Gaskins wants you to call in. The Queen Slayer, he wants you to call. Everybody wants you to call in. Everybody. I'm speaking for them. I'm speaking for them. 
I'm speaking for them. Everybody wants you. All 116 folks tuned in live right now are waiting for Rebecca Strandage to call in. Standards, excuse me, whatever. And, uh, oh, well. I don't know. Maybe she's just not. You, 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 you finally get put on. It's unblocked, Rebecca. It's unblocked. I did it. Did I not do it? It's literally unblocked. I did it. I don't know what that was. I think that was a troll. I don't know what that was. My phone's kind of bugging a little bit. I don't know. That was not Rebecca, though. That was an 864 number. I don't know who that was. Maybe that was Shane Nelson. Was that Shane Nelson? No, I don't know. I don't know who that was. Anyways, questions, comments, calls. Rebecca, you're unblocked. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, Rebecca. You're unblocked. I don't I don't know what else I can do here. Um, think about how long it's been since we had a Rebecca call. I mean, it's, it's been quite a, it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Um, I don't know. Rebe- Rebecca's got stage fright now. I don't know. Let's see. Call her. I should call her. I should call her. Yeah, Muschamp Hackers are calling here on this Friday, on, on this Thursday. Chase Orbis says Jake Crane's going to get this heat on Friday. Jake loves the heat, though. That's why I love having him on the show. He loves the heat. I love the heat, too. That's why we get along so well. That's why we get along so well. Guys, y'all excited to watch football tonight? Got Tennessee taking on Ball State. Ooh, big win. Tennessee's, what, a 35-and-a-half point favorite. I, I took them at uh, – I took him at uh, 32 and a half. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up, man? Um, <clears throat> I got to say, uh, I got some beef with Jake Crane, man. I'll tell you what. Um, not trying to just for the, uh, you know, the nice um, banter for, you know, when he comes on the show Friday, nothing. I listen to his podcast, you know, just like you. I got all the time in the world at night. So, man, I'll tell you what. I uh, I was listening to a couple episodes, and, you know, there were some guys coming on this show saying Spencer Rattler is going to be way better. And, and it feels like every time Carolina or Spencer Rattler is brought up in his mouth, he is just discharging it. He is just putting us down, man. Like, I love him. I respect the guy. And he's a, he's a great podcast. He makes a great podcast. But it feels like he's just – he's got a little saltiness still from uh, the wounds from 2020 2021. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, I I, I I disagree with Jake's prediction, obviously, for our season. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he – maybe he does carry it over from the uh, the, the Auburn beatdowns. I, I don't know. I, it, it's fun, though. I love you guys giving him shit on Fridays. I, I really do. Uh, and, again, he can take it. He loves it. I love he, the guy. He had, a, yeah. he had an awesome model. I apologize, man. No, no, you're good. No, no, you're uh, fine. You're fine. Awesome I mean, model. give him crap. I, I love it. Give him crap. I mean, hey, you picked us go five he and seven. Awesome he should monologue. feel the heat. Yeah, he had an awesome monologue talking about, you know, how, you know, he and his dad grew up together and, you know, his dad was his motivation for love and college football. And, I mean, that's great, man. Like, I have that same connection and I have all the respect for him. But it just feels like every time, man, Carolina's brought up, it is nothing but five and seven. Spencer Rattler is going to be a whiny little baby on the sidelines. And I have to say, man, I read a lot up on Spencer Rattler because I had the same questions, but it seems like he's really improving. And, uh, 
man, I, I wish we played Auburn this year, man, because Auburn is going in a, the total opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, man, I'm going to bring the heat Friday. Um, I just I just subscribed to the Big Cock Club, so I'm going to try and get in that Discord soon, man. I don't know how to get in the Discord. Dude, I, I will send you I will send you the link, my friend. All right, man. Well, keep it easy, man. All right. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff. Appreciate you. All right. All right, man. All right. Good stuff. Uh, I will not jump into a break if I, Rebecca just tried. Rebecca just tried to call. Rebecca just tried to call, and I had to ignore it because we were on the line. So. Rebecca, I will stay on the line if you want to call. If not, going once, going twice. My my guy, uh, whoever the eight, whoever this number is. Hope you're not mad. I love you, Chris. Good luck Saturday. Me one day I can convert you to Chanticleer. I'm not mad. I just think your prediction's wrong. <laughs> like I just think it's wrong. So, um. Anyways, all right, cool. Rebecca, you're you missed out. Sorry, it'd have to be tomorrow. Sorry, it will have to be tomorrow. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. Uh, On the other side, J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks. He joins us. Uh, More of your questions, comments, calls, and J.C. Sherbert's on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crime. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, and calls here on the Daily Crow. Uh, After we have my good friend, of course, it is Thursday, September the 1st. It's September, which means we have Gamecocks football. And, of course, as we count down the seconds to kick off, who better to help us break down the game and look ahead to Saturday, finally, toe meets leather, J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks of the Big Spur, J.C. And, obviously, of course, we've already chatted for a little bit this morning. Great Absolutely. Face again. What's going on, my friend? I just uh, had a great uh, couple hours there, uh, and especially your segment. It was always, always fun and lively and uh, uh, ready to kick it off. I, I actually uh, don't live that far from West Lafayette, Indiana, but our kid has a freshman game tonight that we have to go to in Aurora, home of Wayne's World. And uh, I would go to that Penn State-Purdue game. Uh, you know, I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, man, that's not too far. I would have gone, but uh, – I've never seen a Penn State football game, but uh, that's how much I am chomping at the bit uh, to get the season kicked off and, and ready to see it for real. Very disappointed in week zero last week, just awful games, but uh, uh, certainly ready for uh, for it to kick off for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to start there, JC, with uh, the segment we did. I do want to say thank you so much, man, because it's absolutely incredible coming on you guys' show and, and love the collaboration. I think it's it's giving a lot of value to the audience out there, and I know we've had incredible conversation. Oh, Speaking yeah. of Week Zero, man, Ryan Holinsky, what do you think about that? I I thought that was an incredible game, personally, watching Nebraska-Northwestern. It's kind of funny because I feel like it's not exactly the same situation, but like I look at Nebraska and I'm like, we've been there. Like in regards to their coaching situation and how they feel about the direction of their program, and but that was an incredibly entertaining game. And seeing Ryan Holinsky ball out, man, it just uh, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, just incredibly uh, happy for him and his family. And he kind of looked like the quarterback, right? We all thought 
uh, after that Alabama game back yeah. back when he, he got put after Jake got hurt and uh, it, things just didn't work out at South Carolina. There's a number of reasons for that. Uh, it, it, it's it's kind of it sucks in a lot of ways because you kind of wish you know you go back to that 2020 season you, you kind of wish he was that guy. Uh, then um, he, he did have a great year last year. I mean Nebraska beat them. I think it was 59 to something uh, last year out in Lincoln. But, boy, boy, he looked incredible. I'm a big, big fan of Pat Fitzgerald and what he's done at Northwestern. Um, my fiancé, for some reason, hates Northwestern. I'm like, that's like hating fans. How do you – How do you? Uh, what you did know, they she, ever do to you, right? Well, like, she's a Notre Dame fan. And, and back in the 90s, Gary Barnett brought Northwestern to South Bend and won, and she's never gotten over it. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. how ladies, you know, they, they hold on to things, right? <laughs> it's like uh, – so she's sitting there. Uh, Nebraska goes up uh, 28-17. I'm out on the porch on a phone call. I hear her yelling for profanity uh, at, uh, at at Northwestern. <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden I hear, no, you idiot. And uh, that's when the onside's kick happened. And, and ultimately uh, the, the Cornhuskers lost. I hate that for their fans. They have some of the best fans in the country. Uh, 10,000 Huskers went to Ireland to watch this game. Uh, that's they, they deserve better. Like, like they deserve yeah. better. And, like, and it's tough I mean? because like, who, who, who would you not hire? Who would you hire except for Scott Frost back when Scott Frost got that job? Yeah. He was a hot, I mean, he turned down Florida to go there. And it's like, ah, you know, and, and it's just cringy that it didn't work out. But, oh, well, uh, onward and upward. But I, I was very happy uh, for Ryan and uh, just a very – that old situation, 2019, 2020, it, it just, it, it was just, it was toxic yeah. in a lot of ways um, and didn't really have a lot. It, it's hard to blame one person for it uh, because there was so much going on, but uh, you know, certainly was, it, I'm just happy. Cause I mean, look, look, Chris, he, he's going to end up, if he keeps this up at Northway, he's going to he drafted in the first round, second round, you know, he's going to end up being an NFL, NFL football player. So I thought, uh, he's well on his way and, and certainly was happy. But that was the highlight of week zero. The rest of those games uh, reminded me of the 2020 season when nobody played defense, yeah. poor tackling, awful, awful football. Yeah. North Carolina, my God. You know, they, they played a team with half a roster, and then they're, they're soft and struggling. So, anyway, yeah. but uh, th- that was that for that. But, yeah, certainly uh, September 1st, man, just excited yeah. to get it kicked off tonight, yeah. excited to watch ball. Uh, and certainly fired up for Saturday. Yeah, and I was going to say, JC, of course, we got more football on tonight. SEC football, Tennessee takes the field. Mizzou, we got the backyard brawl. But let's talk about the Gamecocks. Um, the state of this football team heading into Saturday. Uh, obviously, again, kickoff now, I would say, what, about 55 hours away or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are creeping up on it. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy. In years past, we had talked about, I'm going to knock on wood right before I say this, but we, we had talked about, it felt like injuries were a storyline uh, of previous regimes and previous teams. Uh, give us just an update on South Carolina. It seems like they're in a pretty good space going into kickoff on Saturday. I think Corey Rucker is probably the one Beamer mentioned in his Tuesday presser that would be uh, the most unlikely been dealing with that nagging foot injury. But even Christian Bill Smith and Kai Kroger, it sounds like if they, you know, if they need to go, they can go, which I would assume I, I, I doubt we see a ton of Beal Smith. I mean, again, that's just me making an assumption. But what you're hearing on that front, I mean, again, it sounds like from the health perspective, and again, knock on wood, fingers crossed, I mean, this football team is about in as, as about as good a shape as it could be in going into kickoff. I think so. And look, that, that's a credit to Shane Beamer. That's a credit for to uh, uh, Luke Day, the, the strength coach. That's that's a credit to uh, uh, 
the nutrition program, which is the best in the country, I think, at South Carolina, uh, they you got to take care of your body, right? Um, and I think one thing coming in, uh, I challenge uh, for Shane as a first-year coach, because uh, he's not Steve Spurrier. You know, he, he, he he's kind of more like his dad and, and Kirby Smart, if you're kind of looking for people he's worked for. Uh, he wants the practices to be physical. He wants them to be intense. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's more toward the must-champ end of things with that. You know, Spurrier would go out in shorts on a Tuesday uh, and was obsessed with – I mean, it, 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 to the point it almost made the defensive coaches not happy, right? right. But last time I checked – Steve Spurrier consistently had better defenses than Will Muschamp. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know how much to read into it. Shane has found like a happy medium because uh, they are physical. They do practice uh, hitting and tackling and intensity and all that. Uh, but he's found that balance. I almost thought that in the Muschamp era, uh, based on what I've heard, some feedback from some sources and stuff like that, they worked him too hard. Uh, and so by, by the time, and if you ever notice, Chris, during that era, Carolina played much better when they kicked off at noon as opposed to like at night. Um, and I think the kids were just worn out. I mean, I just think there's only so much you can do, uh, you know, 20 hours a week with college kids and stuff like that. You put in the work over the summer uh, and then practice is about, you know, once you get toward game week, uh, focusing in on that opponent. So um, I'm beyond impressed, uh, even though there are some injuries, uh, that's part of football. I'm beyond impressed at how healthy this team has stayed while also having the intensity and physicality needed to get ready to play an SEC football season. Now, JC, let's move into and talk about this game specifically on Saturday. And, JC, how good does it feel we actually have a game to discuss? Mm, Thank God. Thank God. Um, Georgia State, we'll start with them offensively. Obviously, by now, if you've been paying attention at all, you know that Georgia State, they want to run the football. They're led by that two-headed monster in the backfield with Greg and Jamias Williams, a guy we know pretty well. Uh, But they ran for 226 yards per game last year. And I believe, is their quarterback a dual-threat guy? Is he also a mobile guy? The kid, Ranger? Yeah. uh, Okay, I thought he was. Yeah, Yeah, so they they want to run the football. That is obvious. Talk about the matchup for South Carolina. Obviously, rushing defense was a concern last year. I'm just looking right now at the Gamecocks ranked 93rd in the country, giving up 175 yards per game last season. And a lot of the same dudes return – but you feel like against Georgia State, a team that is a group of five, you should be able to have some success. You just look at the size matchup, and it looks like the Gamecocks have the advantage. Just talk about that matchup specifically, Georgia State's offense against South Carolina's defense and what you're expecting to see on Saturday night. Well, look, I think um, I think that, uh, you know, here, here's one of the things that, that you got to look at. you you got to look at the linebacker position, especially the Mike uh, and Mohamed Kaba is taking over that position this year uh, for Damani Staley. Uh, he's starting along with Brad Johnson. And, and I, I look at that, and, and Chris, that's an athletic upgrade, right? Uh, the issue is going to be with Mo, uh, and he hadn't had any problems like this in the preseason, but in the game it's different. you, you got to have eyes, right? Um, you got to have your instincts at, at linebacker. You've got to make your reads and keys and all that good stuff. And so – uh, that's the concern when you play in a team like this because their running game uh, has been proven effective at App State. Uh, Coastal does some things like they do. Uh, they do have a new coordinator, that kind of thing. But uh, it's it's a situation where, um, you know, I, 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 I think that the eyes, you know, 
Are you going to be able to read your keys, understand the game plan, dissect what they're doing at the linebacker position is going to be critical and safety as well. Um, you know, you talk about the D line. I, I think uh, as much as I love Jabari Ellis and thought uh, that guy overachieved and played his ass off for however many years at Carolina, uh, I think Boogie Huntley's an upgrade at that other defensive tackle position and um, was not surprised at all that he won it. I mean, he flashed at times last year late. Uh, so I, I think if you have a more consistent Zach Pickens, beside a boogie Huntley, that gives you a little more umph in the middle uh, when they're trying to kind of gash you. Now, that may be more uh, of a Georgia discussion than a Georgia State, but uh, that's uh, uh, that's important. And, and I think, look, man, uh, Cam Smith at nickel, I, I thought Cam tackled well last year. Um, you know, sometimes around here, corners haven't been the best tacklers, <laughs> you know, in the world. Uh, but Cam did well. I, I think he's going to thrive there uh, at, at defending the run. Uh, I also think Darius Rush uh, and Marcellus Style, especially Dial, uh, out there at corner when they're trying to clip you on the edge, uh, he's going to have to tackle well and and make sure he's sound. Uh, boy, Jam Williams is slippery, right? So you, I mean, you got to you got to make sure you get your hands on him and get him uh, uh, when those elbows outside runs. But uh, I, I'll remind people of this too: like we as Carolina people, we all fear the dual threat quarterback because we've seen it. For 30 years, right? The tale is um, old as time, Jason. Hey, are we are we not over, over the years? I think we can all laugh about this. Are we not known for making guys look like like Heisman Trophy? Wow, it's unbelievable. <laughs> now, and, and look, we've benefited <laughs> we've benefited from dual threat guys too. Right, right, Connor, right. Connor, Shaw, Savell, <laughs> Newton, those guys yeah. have changed games, but it always concerns Carolina people. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, last year in the Vandy game, they threw the curveball with right. And yeah. that's why that game is close. Okay. So, yeah. but if you think about this, w- when they've known there's going to be a guy that's going to run from the quarterback position, mm-hmm. I'll point out Florida less than a hundred yards rushing. And then I'll point out North Carolina yeah. uh, and, and North Carolina's offense was lethal when Sam Howell was able to get loose and use his wheels. I think he had three yards rushing. <laughs> they, they, did, they did a great job against him. I was and, thoroughly and, impressed. And so, so that that's kind of what makes me think, you know, hey, look, you know, Florida's a difficult offense to defend. I don't care if they're fired up or not. It's Dan Mullen, you know, he's a he didn't forget how to coach. Um, and North Carolina as well with uh, Ricky Longo and, and and Howell and all that. And Clayton White had great game plans uh, for those uh, two opponents. So you'd think going into this one. Carolina's defense is going to be pretty prepared uh, to go out and defend Georgia State. And um, I just think the key with stopping the run is going to be uh, more about keys and and physicality and and sure tackling uh, than maybe a game plan. Because I I think that uh, if you don't tackle, if you you don't read your keys, uh, if you don't have good eyes, you can can scheme it up all you want. You're not going to stop people. So uh, that's the key. I'm, I'm really excited about seeing Mo play. Uh, he probably has not been ready to go start the last two years. Uh, but boy, uh, based on what I, the word animal was used a couple of times, that there's an animal. So that's what you want out of your linebackers, right, Chris? You, you, you want to hear them call it. Yeah, that guy's an animal. All right, good. Uh, cause you start thinking about Lawrence Taylor and guys like that. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward uh, to seeing him play. And I expect he's going to have a pretty good game, a really good game Saturday. 
Now, JC, let's go on the flip side. The Gamecocks offensively matching up against Georgia State's defense, and I, I don't have necessarily the numbers pulled up in front of me or their entire roster or anything, but uh, they struggled on that side of the ball last year at times. I mean, I think they played UNC last year and gave up, like you mentioned, like 59 points to them or something crazy. UNC pulled away in the second half, What, whatever it was. Uh, you, you feel like this is a game, and of course, offensive line, you know, I talked on your airwaves earlier that what we most want to see is the offensive line get a push from the jump, you know, not see some of the lapses we saw last year. But it does feel like as you look at this ball game, and what's so intriguing, JC, is, you know, we've all been talking all preseason about Antoine Wells and Stog and, of course, Spencer Rattler and all these additions. And what is the offense going to look like with, with Rattler at the helm? We're going to start to get an idea of exactly how lethal this attack will be. And it starts, obviously, Saturday against Georgia State. Uh, just what you're looking for on that side of the ball. And, again, I, I do feel like, you know, when you look at the Gamecocks, just, you know, specifically from the skill position standpoint, it does feel like they should be able to have uh, a fair amount of success on Saturday night on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, you know, and, and look, we're all going to talk, and I think it's a given. You know, I mean, you and I both probably all week have talked about the offensive line. You know, they need to have a good showing, need to have a good showing. And, and that's that's just an undeniable fact, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking for that. I, I'm, I'm looking for – a a good game plan, though. I mean, I, I'm looking for a, a cohesive offense. I, I think Marcus Satterfield, uh, when you talk to people about him uh, and, and you look at, like, actually kind of the the designs of his plays, his concepts, what he wants to do, uh, it's smart. It's smart. But, um, you know, I think we all remember Rob Spence up at Clemson, right? <laughs> he uh, – same way, uh, you know, on paper. On the JC, on the Satterfield note, I, I know you probably watched the Welcome Home South kind of football thing last night. Like, sure. I watched Sat, and I'm like, I want so badly for Sat to succeed. You know, me what I mean? too. Because, like, because yeah. I like him. Like, I, I like, I love the way he was coaching, coaching Rat, and like, I love the way he's recruited. And I'm like, I mean, obviously, we're all pulling for our team to win and succeed. But I'm like, I just want it so badly to work for him. But you got to produce. I mean, it's just bottom yeah. line. You got to produce. I agree, and and, and and I think sometimes you know the, Matt Canada, who kind of reminded me like conceptually of of Marcus Satterfield. Um, you know, Matt Canada struggled at NC State. Dave Dorn fired him. Whatever. Uh, dude goes to Pitt, and it all comes together one year. And and the reason was that year they had players that Nathan Peterman. They had two tight ends. They had. Oh, gosh, the running back who had a tumor, uh, forgot his name. That, this is the year they beat Clemson uh, when Clemson won the national title. Um, ends up going to LSU and running into Coach O, and, you know, that that didn't work. But uh, I don't think anybody would argue that Matt Canada is not a, a brilliant football mind. You know, sometimes it just doesn't come together. Uh, and whereas, like, with Kurt Roper, you, you sort of were like, well – his best games as an offensive coordinator were with David Cutcliffe on the sidelines. And, you know, Cutcliffe outside of Steve Spurrier is probably one of the better play callers in the history of the SEC. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and so whereas with him, you heard really bad concerns in game uh, about getting frustrated, giving up, uh, not knowing what to call, yelling. I mean, I, I've never seen an offensive coordinator worth a snot cuss and rant and rave. Uh, you know, defensive guys, yeah, but 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 not that intense. Uh, and so, whereas that that was a situation that you kind of just looked at and go, it's not going to work. So that's different. I mean, it's a 
it's something where you're almost wondering why why doesn't why didn't it work um, last year? And and to, um, and to his credit, yeah. four quarterbacks. So let, let you know. Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> there that, are that reasons you can life. look at personnel wise why it. Fact of life, fact right. of life. I mean, but, but you know, I, uh, I I think you know, goodness gracious, this team's going from that situation at QB. I mean, honestly, Chris, you, you got a graduate assistant, but you're activated. Like Dorn from Major League Two, I've activated myself. Uh, you know, it, you go from that guy, uh, and, and then Jason Brown, who you know I thought was probably a, a stabilizing guy. He wasn't ideal, but he, he did come from St. Francis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Doty with one foot, <laughs> and then to carry on Joiner. And, and by the end, we probably like, well, in hindsight, we probably just should have started Joiner the whole year, you know, and uh, and all that. Um, and, and so you go from that situation to Spencer freaking Rattler, and now a healthy Luke Doty behind him, Chris. Uh, Luke Doty was a top 100 prospect. You know, he's been in more crazy, unfair situations during his time at Carolina in two years than than anybody else. Uh, And so, yeah, you're excited about that guy, you know, potentially down the road. And and you got Spencer Rattler, you know, I mean, who was the preseason Heisman favorite last year. I mean, so – that's a that's an upgrade in personnel to say the least. Uh, receivers are totally different and really good, and he's got a lot to work with. So um, I, I, I'm just looking for you know points on the board, consistency, that kind of stuff. They got to stay away from turnovers. You can't turn the ball over uh, against a team you're favored against because that gives them life. Uh, but uh, just some consistency, and you know, boy, I, I'd be you know I mentioned Mokaba. I'd be not, not even. Uh, I wouldn't be more pleased if, if Marshawn Lloyd had a big yeah. game uh, Saturday night just because of the person he is and, yeah. and what he's been through. Yeah, I mean, it's an important game, J.C., I think, for for multiple facets of this football team just setting the tone. You know, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned a couple different guys, and, you know, you, you lead me to – I know you asked me this, so I'm going to turn it on you as yeah. regards to a – a key to Saturday night because I think you know you and I would probably agree and most would agree I I, I don't really even think I've seen anybody seriously like taking Georgia State in the upset I think most believe the Gamecocks will get the job done now what is the margin of victory you know we will a, a lot of us will have differing opinions but so a, a key to Saturday night not even necessarily to you know and again this is not trying to take Georgia State lightly in any type of way I want to put that out there but get not just get the W, but to have a successful season opener to set the tone for this 2022 season. What's your key in regards to what South Carolina needs to do for four quarters to to have a a season opener where we leave and again we feel good about this football team and the trajectory of this season? You know, I, I you know a lot of people because there is. Probably not since the 2014 preseason, Chris, has there been this kind of uh, excitement and anticipation. Um, and, and so I think the tendency sometimes uh, is to be extremely disappointed if a team just doesn't go out and blow the doors off uh, of everybody uh, in the opener. I'll remind people, though, 2012 team had a four-point scary win at Vandy. I was there. I mean, that was I remember that brutal, very vividly. Very yeah. scary game. Um you know, uh, it, it, it hasn't always been, you know, it, even good te- even great teams that win it all. Their, their openers aren't always um, things of beauty. Uh, I uh, And so I think, unfortunately, if they don't go out there and, and, and play great and blow the doors off of them, they're going to be 
uh, a lot of people that are not, you know, oh, I don't know. Uh, I remind people, even though it says Georgia State on the uniform, just, just kind of imagine uh, if it's at App State or if it's at East Carolina or if it's at Coastal Carolina, uh, you know, that kind of thing. This is how good this Georgia State team is this year. This is their year. Best team they've ever had. Um, and, and there's no shame in, in, a, in beating a really good group of five team, you know, by a couple of touchdowns. So, uh, you know, my pick is 35-21. I, I kind of got called up the other day, and I said this on my show to you, uh, in, in how bad is Georgia State going to be on, on defense? Um, and can, if Carolina can just go out and establish the run, uh, kind of like they did against North Carolina last year where, where they're just running all over them. Uh, I, I kind of talked myself into a 51-21 prediction, but then I kind of got home and backed off. And it's like, I, I, I thought 35-21 for a while. That's probably going to be the pick I make. And and I think if they could do that, it's 35 points. It's what, um, five, five touchdown drives. Yep. You know, and you hold that very dynamic offense to 21 points. Uh, I think that's a good day. Now, that's kind of right there in the middle. Uh, you know, if South Carolina plays its best, uh, which you don't always do in the opener, it could be a lot worse than that. I mean, you know, because South Carolina is the better team. They're more talented, all that. But uh, I think in this type of opener, you, you know, you, you go out, a couple touchdown wins, you cover the spread or whatever. I think I think you could be fine. Hmm. Heading to Arkansas. Right. JC, selfishly for you, I mean, you know, for me, I would say line of scrimmage, get a push up front offensively. That's what I most want to see on Saturday night for four quarters. For you, selfishly, I mean, it could be Mo Caba, it could be Rattler or a certain – it doesn't even have to be a certain player, a unit. Is there just – what do you most want to see on Saturday night from this team? I'm kind of – I'm with you on the push, right? But uh, I'll say this, it's – uh it, it, it ties into kind of my my thing of run game. I, I want South Carolina last year. The most disappointing thing about last season is you, you look at the linemen coming back. You look at the backs they had. That team should have been able to run the football, you know, better. Now there are a lot of reasons why in some games they didn't. And I, I want to see uh, kind of what we saw in the bowl. You know, when Kevin Harris was kind of the the workhorse, but then you also attack the perimeter with Juju McDowell. Uh, you know, don't be surprised if this Dante little Turbo Miller has some plays like that. Uh, you know, Bill Smith, I'm with you. I, I, I kind of think they'll limit him. You, you don't want to wear him down and, and have him uh, re-injure or whatever. Uh, but Rashad Amos is a guy, too, that, that I'm, I'm looking for. Lavoisier Carroll, all those guys in the backfield. Jaheim Bell taking handoffs. South Carolina, this offense uh, – which in theory is based on the Los Angeles Rams, right? So in theory, that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, it's not going to go far if you can't run the ball, you know, and you, you don't necessarily have to be a run first team. Uh, you can pass to set up the run. And and I think last year that was a big problem because Carolina could not do that. It was like, yeah, teams were shutting down the run, selling out and stop the run. The passing game didn't scare them, you know, uh, this year it, it, it's going to scare people. So, um, you know, I, I I just think that the the upside of this offense, um, you know, as much as we talk about Rattler and Juice Wells and all these guys, uh, is is fundamentally grounded in the ability to establish a run game. Doesn't mean you have to to go, you know, 100, 200 yards a game. Uh, you know, hopefully 100, but 200 yards a game. It, it just means that's going to help open up everything else. And and and, and that's to your point with the, with the offensive line. 
And I mean, that's where it starts. I, I tell you this, JC, I think what's so intriguing, get it. I'll lock in, I'll lock in my <clears throat> official score prediction tomorrow. But as I told you earlier over the summer, you know, I had 34 to 14. And my reasoning for that was just, you know, I felt like early up to halftime, I think there's going to be uncomfortable moments. I just, oh, yeah. Because no I mean, and it's, it's, it's almost, JC, what's funny about it, like it's almost inevitable because. Like you mentioned, like people are so excited. It's almost like if we don't win 50 to nothing, it's like, you know, we let them score one time. It's like, oh, you know, it's it's disappointing. But, I mean, you have to understand, again, like Georgia State's also excited. And they're also coming out to play good football. And, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's almost inevitable that people will just never be satisfied. But what I think is intriguing about this game, you know, we talk about it's, it's week one and we have questions and just the, the uncertainty of week one. Well, it's week one for Georgia State too, and, and I and I think what's uh, you know I, I'm I'm I think like the forty nine to ten predictions are a little over the top and a little outrageous, but at the same time, it's like you know I think if you can get Georgia State in third and longs, if you're good against the run and you let that secondary eat, if special teams were to play a factor, and there there is a recipe on Saturday night to South Carolina having a big statement win under the lights, if you will. Yeah, I you know I I think that's the deal you know as far as making a statement goes, but it, you know I, I always encourage people to be aware of it. And here's an interesting tidbit too. It's like you know, the, the the last this is the first time I think ever, Chris, that a former head coach at South Carolina has led a team back into Williams Brooks uh, in the modern era. Now back in the day, I have no idea. Because, uh, you know, like the, the guy that coached the Columbia YMCA may, may have at one point been, you know, at Carolina. But uh, – and he was the interim head coach, obviously. But but still, you know, that counts on his, his record. Um, you, you look at the assistants that have brought teams back in here. Skip Holtz scared the bejesus out of Carolina a couple of years ago. Uh, the only one that didn't do well was Rick Stockstill in, in 2006 and in, in Middle Tennessee, spin they spurred being pretty good. But uh, uh, it kind of reminds me, as far as statements go, uh, and this is not going to sit well with Gamecock fans, and I, I hope, honestly, this doesn't happen. Uh, given the style of play, given what they do, given the uh, former coach storyline, right? Mm. Ricky Bustle brought Louisiana Lafayette to Carolina twice, 03 and 07. Uh, 03 was a, I think Carolina got a blocked field goal to win the game, 14 7. And that was a highly anticipated year. And that was a, that was a massive struggle. And then Spurrier's 07 team, which, which climbed to, to six in the country at one point. I remember that game vividly. It was not a pretty game. Carolina got up. Lafayette ran for like 270 yards or something. Same offense. Same offensive style, too. And so that, uh, unfortunately, that's stuck in my head. I hope I'm not right. I hope I'm just like maybe crazy glue sniffer here with that. But, you know, like, like, you know, maybe that's just like, I don't know why I'm thinking that. But uh, hopefully that's not the case. But, uh, you know, those Lafayette openers were were tough. And, uh, you know, Georgia State has that kind of team they could come in here and play that type of game. So I, uh, uh, you know, hopefully they do make a statement, man. I think it's going to be amazing. The atmosphere and all that, but uh, you know, I, and here's the thing, this fan base has been through too much the last 10 years. Uh, it'd probably be just a good deal for them to go out and kick the crap out of these guys. You know, like, like juice. Well said, we yeah. just gonna kill them. We just, just going to kill them. Uh, and let, let everybody enjoy the new lights and all the new amenities at Williams yes, Bryant. Yes. No way feeling good. And, yes. you know, having all these questions after an, an off season of, 
of, of expectations. And then, you know, unlike 2014, too, this is the, the, the hype and the confidence. It's been more internal. You know, it's almost like we all have this big secret. Hey, the Gamecocks are going to be pretty good this year. And we're all talking about it. Unlike, whereas in 2014, you had Kirk Herbstreet and Greg McElroy, and they're making Kenny Chesney movies with the head ball coach. And right. I'm sitting there going, Sherrod Golightly is probably the best defensive player they've got. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, anyway, so, so I, I think this is a maybe it's just time to to say the hell with the, all this, all this Gamecock stuff we've, we've done over the years and typical Gamecocks and just go out there and, and, and beat somebody's butt and then, you know, get some momentum and try to go do it again next week, you know. Absolutely. Again, JC, I look at it as a tone setter. Um, Going to be a fun night for sure. Hey, let's move into recruiting, JC, because a big week in recruiting. I feel like it's sort of been forgotten because so much is going on. We're all getting ready for kickoff. But let's look back at Monday, man. Desmond Umiozulu, I think that's how you say it, something like that. Desmond yeah, U, whatever. Desmond uh, U, he picks the Gamecocks. And I think what made this such a big deal, I mean, outside of the fact you look at his measurables, he's a four-star edge. Um, but who he picked him over. I mean, the Ohio State deal, I know we talked about him last week. Just I'll let you first expand on his commitment and just what that means for Shane Beamer and South Carolina football. Well, I mean, th- th- this was, a, you know, for, for my money, this was the best, uh, the biggest commitment so, so far. Uh, number one, South Carolina needs edge players. Number two, this is your prototypical six foot six, 240 yeah. pound. Uh, he's a little raw right now. His high school team, for whatever reason, plays him at nose tackle. I don't understand that, but uh, you know, high school football, right? Right. Uh, you know, quick, long arms. He's how you draw him up. Uh, you know that kind of thing. And, and there's a need there. And so you, you start talking about him and Montague Rames from from Manning. Now it was a suffered now is at Manning. Uh, and, and you're like, wow, that that's that's two bookends. So that's what that's what you want, right? preferably you get a third, but, uh, uh, and, and then number two, he had an offer list from all over the country and was a, a lock almost for Ohio state. Um, just didn't feel comfortable there. Uh, now they did some things that were mistake, what I call recruiting mistakes, but, uh, uh, and they don't normally do, but they did. And, uh, see, he comes with South Carolina. I'll tell you, I don't think Ohio state's completely given up yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I, He's a no-brainer, you know. And then number three, you look at, like, the area of the country he's from. Mm-hmm. And this part of the country could become a gold mine for South Carolina. Uh, Alabama's feasted up there before. Clemson's gotten guys up there. Ohio State, Penn State make a living in Maryland, D.C. South Carolina's got a ton of alumni in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of schools from the South do, but it, 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 it's it's the closest SEC school um, to D.C., uh, so it's a no-brainer to recruit up there, and uh, they've had connections. Pete Limbo, Shane Beamer, Torian Gray, uh, they've all kind of worked their connections. And you start looking at it, because right now North Carolina has kind of become a black hole for the Gamecocks recruiting-wise um, for a number of reasons. So, so to me, okay, so you can either sit there and, oh, we're not getting anybody in North Carolina, so we're, we're not going to be able to recruit and make excuses – uh, or you can just go expand your recruiting base and right. say, all right, well, we're going to get, you know, three or four from here, three or four from there, and that that would equal, like, the six we'd normally get out of North Carolina. These guys are better anyway. Uh, I think it's genius. I mean, you know, you start talking about, you know, Big Tree, Babalade, uh, Zavari Sandy, who's a high three-star uh, Washington, D.C. 
tough, hard-nosed safety. Uh, and then this kid is an edge. And then what that does, Chris, that gives you three guys. And then there's a five-star guy up there, Nick Harbour, who <laughs> you know, is a freak of all freaks type. Yeah. Um, you know, he looks around. We've got three of the top players from this area are going there. Why, why don't I? So I, uh, I thought that was a huge commit. Um, every year there's one Carolina target. I, I intentionally don't put a crystal ball pick in for, mm-hmm. for superstition. <laughs> and uh, this was the one and Carolina got him. And uh, just uh man, you know, need area of the country, athletic ability, recruiting momentum, you name it. Huge commit, huge commit. Um, and he's supposed to be on campus for the Georgia game. Uh, my understanding is big tree is going to come down. Uh, so I'm assuming Zabari Sandy will be there. Uh, and that all those guys will all be at the Georgia game that weekend uh, during Nick Harbor's official visit. So a good piece of recruiting. Shout out to Taylor Edwards uh, and those guys in the recruiting department for setting that up. So it's going to be uh, an exciting time. And, and look, man, I I could care less if Carolina signs anybody out of North Carolina uh, if they're going to go do this in other parts of the country. And JC, you just threw me the alley oop. I feel like so I'll go ahead and slam dunk it before we get you out of here. Uh, Nick Harbor, um, earlier this week, Brian Doan, I believe that's how you say his name, of 24-7 yeah. Sports, he said, quote, I think South Carolina sits in the best spot of any of the schools, end mm. quote. Now, of course, he expanded in that article talking about, you know, it's still a long way to go, and, of course, there's plenty of other schools that are in contention. But I'll just ask you straight up, man, your kind of temperature gauge on where you feel like the Gamecocks sit, it just – it's crazy, man. I mean, all the positive momentum and the recruiting momentum, it feels like – Hey, there might actually be a realistic shot. The Gamecocks land this guy. Yeah, I, I think they're in massively good shape, right? You know, I, I, there are no locks in recruiting. Um, and, and I don't even know that I say that all the time because I'll never forget the Clemson uh, media uh, saying Travian Robertson was 100% to them, and it wasn't. <laughs> I learned my lesson back then. I was like, ah, you know. Uh, but, uh, so, so I, I don't think he's like close to a lock. I, I think Carolina's in really good shape. Uh, and I'll remind everybody about this, this deal, the NIL deal they signed yesterday uh, with the sports marketing company and, and things like that. Uh, for a guy like Nick Harbour, who probably will be in the Olympics someday, right? Yeah. Uh, that type of NIL situation is very appealing because – you're going to have major brands come in and, and want to get, you know, sponsor this kid and, and have him endorsed because, I mean, heck, he, he could be the next Usain Bolt, uh, you know, on the track. Um, I would be concerned about LSU if I were the Gamecocks. Uh, I think you always need to be concerned about Michigan because that was kind of the favorite early on. Uh, but South Carolina's done a hell of a job with this guy. I mean, and, uh, People ask me all the time, Chris, where he's going to play. I said, well, you know, defense is probably in, but on offense he's going to play touchdown because if he can catch it all, nobody's catching him, right? You know, he's going. It's going to be like Forrest Gump, you know. <laughs> you know, run, run, Nick, run. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I I do think South Carolina's in really good shape. I, You know, talking to people around the program, they feel good about it. Like I said, is it going to happen we're, we're going to have to wait till November, December to find out. I do think a a big crowd, a great atmosphere, and big Gamecock win on uh, September 17th would help. But uh, 
even if they don't beat Georgia, I, I, I don't know that that puts them out for Harbor. I think it's it's more about the good time he has and all that good stuff. JC, last thing, I promise, before I get you out of here, you Hello. did mention, and I forgot to bring it up, the the Park Avenue, the new NIL – I'm not even really sure how to phrase it. I guess NIL agency that South Carolina has adopted or incorporated, if you I, – I, I, I yeah. I'll let you expand yeah. on it for those who may not understand, but, you know, obviously you have Carolina Rise, there's Garnet Trust, there's other yeah. initiatives out there, but now USC is sort of taking it in their own hands, and it's a game-changer in the NIL space. And South Carolina, they're the first – it feels good to be trendsetters right, in something yeah. like this. Uh, just to expand for people who may still be kind of unfamiliar exactly why this is such a big deal for USC. Yeah, and and, and look, I'm, I'm going to be very honest with your audience here. This is not the last thing you're going to hear for the next few months. Just to keep that in mind, guys. <laughs> uh, it, it's big, and, it, and it's fundamentally different than Carolina Rise. Carolina Rise is uh, for fans and boosters and people that care about Carolina uh, to help the cause, so to speak. And, and to maybe, you know, when you're talking about NIL deals with, you know, incoming guys like Gigi Jackson or, or guys like that, that um, and now Gigi has a, a lot of marketability. Uh, I'll use another example, like, like let's say Stone Blanton, uh, who, who may or may not at some point be one of our clients, right. In the near future, uh, you know, Stone hadn't played yet and uh, he, but he's a, you know, big time recruit and, and going to play two sports and is marketable, but he's not somebody necessarily that, that this new uh, park Avenue is going to be able to take to Chipotle and say, Hey, we got Stone Blanton. They're going to be like, Whoa. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know? Um, so, so that's kind of where Carolina rise is, you know, and that's for fans and, and people that, you know, want to chip in a few bucks or whatever to do. This is for guys that, and this is where this is going to help recruiting uh, at the elite level, Chris, for guys that already have marketability. Um, like I use the example, and I hate to use it, but it's the best example of football I can think of uh, is Arch Manning. Uh, you know, Arch Manning, because he's a Manning, you know, he's already got, you know, all kinds of marketability, uh, you know, because of his name recognition. Obviously, he's an elite player. Uh, that kind of guy, you know, your, your, your five-star basketball guys who are going to be lottery picks in, in 12 months. Um, those are the types of guys that, you know, in South Carolina, uh, okay, well, you know, Tennessee's collective wants to give you 800 grand. Well, guess what? You, you come to South Carolina, uh, you're not just going to get 800 grand. You're going to get 800 grand, and then you're going to be, uh, you know, repping Bojangles or, or repping uh, Puma or Adidas or whoever, uh, which is going to be better for you. Once you become a pro, because you'll have that relationship. Right. And we all know, you know, Michael Jordan, he made a lot of money playing uh, ball, but he made most of his money where, you know, endorsements. <laughs> and uh, so that's on the elite end of things. That's going to help because that's where, that's where like, you know, South Carolina, it, it, you know, and probably rightfully so. I mean, I, 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 I own a collective, I run a collective. Uh, I would be fundamentally uncomfortable doing what A&M did in Tennessee. And uh, you're not going to see me in a garnet blazer flying around in a private jet going and signing some freaking kid, dude. I covered national recruiting for 15 years. I know who these guys are. I'm not doing that, right? And rightfully so. Uh, I think this uh, is, is a game changer in terms of, you know, how do you compete with the the, the idiot in the in the jet and the thing? Well, you, you come at it with some professionalism and you come at it with, this is not only going to put money in your pocket and your family's pocket now, 
but it's going to allow you to build a relationship. You know, what if you get hurt? What if you do this? What if you don't go pro? Uh, you'll still have these relationships with these major brands and companies. Uh, and, uh, you know, Dabo kind of took a little shot at it today. Uh, it's a eclipse and NIL is about education. I can think of nothing more educational uh, than having a student athlete making connections, networking with major brands. That's really what college should be all about, Chris. You know, that, that's what college is to prepare you for life. I can think of nothing better to prepare you for life than to be affiliated with major brands, marketing uh, professionals, you know, uh, and that's what's exciting about all this. I, I, I just uh, I can't say enough about Chance Miller and the job he and Hillary Cox did putting this together. J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur inside the Gamecocks airs every single day, 11 to 1. Be sure to go check them out. And, of course, our weekly segment's on there. J.C., I appreciate you taking the time, man. Hey, looking forward to kickoff this time next oh, week. Yeah. We'll be talking about everything that happened against Georgia State and looking ahead of the game in Arkansas. And, I mean, heck, man, we made it. We made it. Congratulations to here. us all, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate you sincerely taking the time, and it's it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, enjoy your weekend, Chris. Hope everybody goes out to Sea Wells and sees you guys this weekend. Uh, if I were there, I'd stop by myself. But uh, certainly, uh, y'all have a big time. And uh, next time, we're going to be breaking down a game and looking forward to another one. And that's always great. Yep. Our first SEC game. It'll get real. It'll get really real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. JC, right. appreciate you, my friend. Have a good one. Take care. Talk to you soon, Chris. Yes, sir. Great stuff. JC Sherbert. Of the Big Spur, Inside the Gamecocks is his show, 11 to 1. You can check them out. Uh, Preston says, see, Philly got to come by and grab some gear this Saturday. Yes, yes, we'll be out there, man. We'll get out there at noon, be out there all day. Hope to see you there. Uh, Rebecca, I do apologize. We've hit 2 o'clock, so it'll have to be tomorrow when you call in, but your number has been unblocked. So just to let you know, uh, you're going to have the opportunity. You can do it tomorrow. Guys, we are about to hit 2 o'clock. I want to say thank you all so much, man, for the continued love and support. I mean, everything right now, it, it's like a well-oiled machine, dude, with the Daily Crow, Daily Guests, of course, the podcast, rocking and rolling, the content, content, bleeding out the eyeballs, as you all know. We even got Coastal Carolina fans in here chirping, talking shit. That's how you know the show is doing well when you got rival fans and opposing fans. They can't even stay away. Feels good to be good. On that note, folks, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care.